0: My maternal grandfather, Winfred Seymour, worked for a railroad company for 46 years, rising to the rank of conductor. He was also the international secretary treasurer of the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, the first African-American labor union. He was a successful man, but he wanted more, and that included a college degree when he was 62. The pursuit of higher education was passed down on both sides of my family. So when I was planning for college, I had both my parents and grandparents to lean on for support and guidance. This was true during the application process and deciding which school to attend. It's a privilege that not everyone has, including many first-generation college students. That's why school districts in Colorado are turning to Career and Technical Education, also known as CTE, to prepare students for success after high school. During the 2019-2020 academic year, a third of students statewide took at least one CTE class, and data shows these students have a higher graduation rate. The previous year, a survey conducted by schools found nearly two-thirds of these graduates were enrolled in a community or technical college or four-year school. I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is the Colorado Dream Career Education from KUNC. We're looking at how a small metro Denver school district is using career and technical education to give students both job training and the education to prepare them for future success, whether they go directly into the workforce or attend college after graduation.
1: You can use the other marker as well. Okay. One.
2: Totally make
0: it all the Last semester, students at Westminster High School were studying how dementia affects the brain. They are in the biomedical innovations class and on this day in April, their assignment is to predict how a dementia patient would act if the syndrome was in a specific section of the brain. I think the cerebellum also has something to do with memory, right? They are consulting paper brain maps that identify the different areas. Then they use colored markers and sharpies to write down their hypotheses on big poster boards. We
3: should probably draw a line in between the left and the right
1: here Yeah.
0: Senior Saida Villalobos is working with three of her classmates. Do
1: you guys want to figure out what parts of the brain our innovation is going to be affected by?
0: Yeah, well, what are we doing? Saida's group is creating a wellness plan that a healthcare provider could use when working with a dementia patient. It includes smell, taste, and music therapies designed to help recall memories.
1: The one that we focus most on, which is music, and that's being able to uh, remember and recognize memories through music. So. You know, we have like a playlist of songs from their era. Let's say we have a ballerina who, you know, used to dance a lot to a certain song. With that song, she can bring back those happy memories. Just remember those times. So that's our innovation. It's a wellness plan.
0: This is the last of four year-long biomed classes that are taken sequentially. And why did you decide to be in the biomed pathway?
1: Um, as a very young uh, kid, I was always interested in medicine, especially because I'm a really empathetic person. I like to give back to my community, especially people from um, under-served uh, backgrounds. So I think. Through Biomed, I get to learn everything from uh, medicine, ethics, and uh, social cultural things.
0: The course uses Project Lead the Way, a national STEM program that serves students from pre-K to 12th grade. It also has a curriculum for engineering and computer science. Westminster High School, or Westie as it's called, offers all three. The lessons are very hands-on, project-based, and experiential. So the goal of Project Lead the Way is to enable students to, at the
2: high school level, get the best general, broad, career-based experience in the medical field that we can give them.
0: That's Scott Troy, one of the school's three biomed teachers. He's taught this curriculum since the program started 11 years ago. Back then, it was an elective class within the science department. He says it used to just be a dessert to the main meal.
2: We've moved away from that kind of just an elective situation into a much larger role as part of the CTE program and looking very closely at career pathways and college credits and certificate programs and industry sponsors.
0: The pathway aligns closely with traditional science classes. If students take a certain number of biomed classes, they can also get a biology or health credit. Plus, they are also eligible for college credit.
2: If a student were to take all four and get the college credit for all four, they could potentially graduate with 12 credits from
4: this program.
0: When Westminster Public Schools decided to revamp its CTE program six years ago, it was pretty easy to create the biomed pathway. The curriculum was already career-focused, and the teachers, like Scott, who's been doing this for 17 years, had both the industry and teaching background. He even went to medical school.
2: And I was going to become a doctor, and I did two years at St. Louis University, and I decided that my path was different than I had originally thought. And so I veered off that path and went toward the education side.
0: There was another reason BioMed was so easily adaptable—industry sponsors. The pathway had always worked with informal sponsors, but under CTE, those relationships solidified. Jane Oates is the president of Working Nation. A nonprofit media organization that focuses on the intersection between learning and work.
3: In a perfect world, career and technical education would be teaching the rest of education exactly how to embed work ready skills into curriculum.
0: Federal funding for CTE gets reauthorized by Congress every so often. And in 1998, new legislation mandated that programs work with industry. At Westie, each of the 13 CTE
3: pathways has an industry advisory council. Especially in the past 10 years, those industry advisory councils have been critical to the success and quality of career and technical education programs. The partnerships are important, she says, because an industry knows
0: what's needed for their jobs both today and in the future.
3: I think they believe in CTE. I think many corporations really think this is where they get their talent pool. They know that they need this talent right out of high school and are willing to help them get a post-secondary degree. So they're willing to give them work-based experiences now, opportunities like internships and job shadowing, give the employer a chance to test drive you, you know, to see what you look like you get a chance as a learner to say, is this the kind of place I work? I want to work. But there
0: are downsides to this model. One is kids getting stuck in a particular box. Decades ago, there were two systems of education, vocational and general education. Students from lower income backgrounds or those of color were typically tracked into lower quality vocational programs, while students from more privileged backgrounds were placed in college prep programs. That's changed, but educators still need to be careful. So you wanna
3: make sure that you're not pigeonholing kids, that you're not taking the easy way out by saying to a kid, oh yeah, you can get that job if you just do these three simple things in the career and technical ed program, and you can go right into that job.
0: She says students should be exposed to all aspects of a career and gives this example. Let's say an 18-year-old gets a job at UPS right out of high school, loading boxes into delivery trucks. It's a good job, but they want to do more. So maybe they move over to logistics. And a few years later, they're figuring out air routes for the company's planes, doing a job they didn't even know existed.
3: You worked hard, you got the training, you got that job right out of high school, which is what you wanted then. Now you want to reach for the stars with that company or with another company. I mean, the idea of putting really good book learning together with really good hands-on learning, that's gonna change the world.
1: Like decreased smell, and that, where is the smell located at?
3: In the temporal lo-
1: at the
0: end of last school year, the biomedical innovation students virtually presented their dementia projects to a group of industry experts, including researchers in Massachusetts and clinicians from a local hospital and dementia care facility. Teacher Scott Troy, says they gave his students valuable feedback and constructive criticism.
2: I wanted to get a really diverse group of perspectives on this from different areas of the medical field because one of the goals of this program is to have students understand that there are a whole bunch of careers that we would consider medical field careers, but that necessarily aren't in the spotlight.
0: Biomed is the most popular pathway at Westy. Last school year, over 200 kids were enrolled in one of the four courses.
1: Can you guys look up what um, part of the brain... Has taste? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That includes senior Ivan Benuelos Skandara, who was in the Innovations Group with Zaira Villalobos. He's always wanted to be a doctor and says he was sort of raised around the profession, but not in the way you might think.
4: My sister is studying to be a nurse right now. And my family only speaks Spanish, so whenever they would have appointments, I would translate the doctors with them. So I would always kind of be at the clinic or the hospital. And I always found it interesting.
0: We chatted over Zoom and that's a smoke alarm chirping. Ivan and his two siblings would regularly go to appointments with older members of his family. He used to hate translating medical terms, but really enjoys it now. In One Plus, sometimes the doctors would share interesting tidbits.
4: I just always, like, ask questions when I'm there. Even if it was just like one at the end, I've learned that way. And it's taught me, like, to listen to them and ask good questions.
0: When Ivan was in middle school, he became a caregiver for his grandmother, Innocente. She lived with his family towards the end of her life. It's another big reason why he wants to work in the medical field.
4: I really like this. She would call me like her little doctor and I would sort her medicine and help her get to places.
0: Innocente passed away five years ago and Ivan says she had dementia. So the project he's working on hits close to home.
4: Because I was like, oh, I could have made this for my grandma and it would have helped her. Now I can make it for like other people and help their family.
0: That's Ivan's 8-year-old brother in the background. Ivan also took classes in the engineering pathway. During senior year, he and a classmate designed a shoe for people with Huntington's disease, which affects movement. It has sensors that activate different colored lights and notify the wearer of any mobility or walking issues. He liked to combine engineering and medicine and create a biomedical innovation one day, maybe one that improves care for dementia patients. But first, Ivan is attending the University of Colorado, Denver. He recently started his freshman year. Did your parents go to college?
4: No, my parents didn't even go to high school. They had to work in Mexico.
0: And what do they do now? Um,
4: My mom's a stay-at-home mom. My dad does construction and cement. But together, they saved up money and they were able to buy some properties. And now we just sort of rent houses and apartments out. That's also part of my childhood.
0: That's cool. So they're entrepreneurs.
4: Yeah, I'm really proud of them.
0: Ivan is a first-generation college student, and he's not the only one from Westie to blaze this new trail. School officials conducted a CTE student survey last semester. Out of the 445 respondents, nearly a third said they'd be the first to go to college. Yvette De La Cruz-Carroll is a career coach at the school district's Future Center, which is housed at Westie, And she can relate to kids like Ivan. She was a first-gen college student, too. My dad ended up going to school a little later, but it was just something that was encouraged or talked about. It just they didn't know any better. You don't know what you don't know. So for me, that's my passion because I was there. I am one of these kids. I was one of these kids in high school. And so I had a mentor who took me under her wing, and it made all the difference. During the last school year, the student population was nearly 87% students of color. The vast majority identify as Hispanic or Latino. Yvette is Chicano. Her mom is from Mexico. Her dad's from Texas. She's also bilingual. There is an American dream, and it does take a lot of work. And there was sacrifice, and it's not easy, but life isn't easy. While the state doesn't track this, it seems like future centers are becoming more popular. Denver Public Schools has 14 of them, serving 21 high schools. Westminster Public Schools created its center about seven years ago through a grant from the Department of Education. The goal is to help all students in the district prepare for and find a career. This includes individual career and academic plans and concurrent enrollment, help with resumes and financial aid applications, finding apprenticeships and jobs, field trips and working with parents. The seven-member staff also works closely with school counselors. We can tell our students to either have a career or be career ready, and CTE is perfect for that. We try to make sure all our marketing and our paperwork is not solely college-persuaded, because it shouldn't be. It doesn't have to be anymore. They can get certificates of all kinds. So far, it's doing a pretty good job. Earlier this year, the Future Center and all the district's counselors won the inaugural Power of Hope Award. The national award was given to six school districts across the country for the work school counselors do to help students focus on career and college readiness opportunities. To qualify, districts need to have a student population where at least half come from low-income families. In a moment, I'll share how the BioMed pathway is partnering with a local university to help prepare Westy students for college. KUNC is NPR for Northern Colorado, but we are also so much more. Our team of dedicated reporters and producers brings you the stories of people living and working in the place we call home. From reporting on the Colorado River to covering the fentanyl crisis and having that reporting affect legislation to podcasting to connect with new audiences. Help support our growing news service with a membership of just $15 a month. Visit KUNC.org and click Donate. KUNC's Colorado Edition connects you with important people and issues in communities across our state. From policymakers… When the states
4: act together with the federal government to try and bring health care policy forward, that's when we end up with the best results.
0: To the
1: arts… I really believe that artists and poets are always at the forefront of culture change.
0: Listen for great conversations about this incredible state we call home. Hear Colorado Edition weekdays at 2.30 or 6.30, and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Stephanie Daniel, and this is the Colorado Dream Career Education from KUNC. We're exploring how high school is playing an even greater role in shaping today's workforce. Westy senior Marie White wants to be a neurosurgeon. My eighth grade year, I already had all my classes planned. She was attending Shaw Heights Middle School when a counselor from the Future Center spoke to her class. She helped Marie figure out what high school classes would best fit her career interest. I knew that since I was becoming or I wanted to become a doctor, I would have to do something that is more closely related to anything medical. So I looked at the elective list and seen anything that related to that. I made sure I put it on my list, like health occupations, biomed, anything like that. And Marie, who is Black, has stuck to her plan. She's already completed all the courses in the health occupations pathway, which is geared towards the nursing profession. The second course is really hands-on. There's a lab in the classroom with medical beds, mannequins, and equipment to measure vital signs. And students have to complete 24 clinical hours at a nursing home. And we helped with like the residents and stuff that were there, and we were able to experience things that from people with different diseases and stuff like that. So it was really cool. Like That was my first actual experience of ever being in the healthcare field. Marie is in Scott Troy's Biomedical Innovations class this year, and is taking a couple college classes. She also plans to get her certified nursing assistant license through health occupations. I have the opportunity to get into my field a little bit earlier than most people because the classes that I take just throw out opportunities like that. Maria is from Louisiana and moved to Westminster at the end of the seventh grade with her dad. She's also a first-gen student and plans to return home to attend college. It's a Monday morning in early March, and teacher Scott Troy is fiddling with the computer on his desk. He's getting Zoom set up for his biomedical innovations class.
2: Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and we'll get the breakout rooms opened. And then just like normal, you can jump in and
0: start. They are about to start a meeting with students from the University of Denver. Both groups are part of a STEM mentoring program that launched last fall.
2: From our end, our objectives are that we would like for students to develop a near-peer mentoring relationship with someone who is on the same pathway they are, but maybe three or four years a little further down the line, who has stepped on all the mines and fallen in all the pits and
0: can kind of help them avoid some of those. The DU mentors have similar backgrounds to the Westie students. A lot of first-generation college students, most are majoring in STEM fields, and many come from groups that are often underrepresented in the medical field, such as people of color.
2: We are not creating opportunities for folks from every aspect of society to be able to succeed.
0: That's Barbeka Hurt. She's a faculty member in DU's Department of Biological Sciences. Barbeka heads up the mentoring program for DU. During the school year, the two groups met weekly during the Biomed Innovations class. There's a
2: lot of education research that shows the earlier that we can intersect with students who have interests in different career paths, often the more we can, number one, support them and often the better outcomes
0: are. Healthcare is one of the largest and fastest growing industries in the U.S. and there are many types of jobs. But studies show people of color are mainly employed in entry-level, lower-paying jobs like aides, assistants, or technicians. And they're underrepresented in professions such as a physician, dentist, or physical therapist.
1: In college, every professor is going to design their assignments very, very differently. They're going to ask for different things.
0: Here, DU senior mentor Sophia Kim is talking to a group of students. Sophia is a biology major. She plans to work as a medical assistant for two years before going to med school. Sophia took a class on mentoring and co-created the STEM Mentorship Program with Barbeka and another DU student.
1: So it kind of just like perfectly aligned because my friend and I had very, very similar
0: programs that were about like supporting high school students to better transition into college. The mentoring sessions have covered big themes like how to succeed as a student and an adult and smaller topics like the different types of colleges, grants versus scholarships and time management. The Westie students are also learning soft skills like communication. The hope is this will lead to a smoother transition to college and post high school life.
1: It really made me passionate into like thinking about what I was like as a high school student, wanting to like help future college students because my freshman year, it was really, really tough.
0: Westy senior, Sarah Villalobos, is in Sophia's group.
1: The most helpful thing with her was that she was very realistic on to what to expect in college.
0: Saida is another first-gen college student. She appreciated learning about financial aid packages and loans, things she and her family didn't know a lot about.
1: I think that's going to help me definitely prepare for college, both emotionally and to prepare my family as well. One of the most valuable things um, she kind of taught me was being able to reach out for help.
0: This wasn't the only guidance Saida got during high school she also sought out resources from the Future Center and was part of the federal program TRIO Upward Bound, where she now helps mentor younger students. Last April, I visited Zaida and her family at their home in Westminster. It's after school, and she and her mom, Viviana, are cooking enchiladas and rice while her younger siblings sit at the kitchen table.
1: Do you guys have homework? Are you sure? Yeah. You guys should do some of my Excel then.
0: Ten-year-old Diego and six-year-old Abigail scoot off their wooden chairs, grab their laptops, and return to the table. Excel is an online education platform with math, literacy, and science lessons.
1: If you don't want to do things from your grade, you can do advanced stuff. So usually Diego will do that. Sometimes I teach him some college algebra stuff.
0: Cider <laughs> was born in Mexico and came to Westminster as a child she's always pushed herself to succeed. This drive started in elementary school when she only spoke Spanish and couldn't communicate with others. She felt like she was being looked down upon. It started from
1: there, I think. I would study with a tutor at uh, FM Day, English at least four hours each day if possible or more to learn English, to be proficient, to be advanced. And until I reached that goal, I was like, okay, now I know English, what's next? And it's always been like that, what's next? Like something else, something else. There's always something else.
0: While at Westie, she was on the Student Council and the National Honor Society. She played JV soccer and the violin in the orchestra. She and a classmate even created a mental health program for TRIO Upward Bound students. And she got a summer internship in the psychiatric unit at Denver Health. Sara is a freshman at the University of Denver right now, and she chose CU Denver because it has a BA, BS, MD program specifically designed to support students from underrepresented backgrounds. With her acceptance into the program, she can earn a reserve spot at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. She has a few scholarships lined up, but she's still concerned about the cost of medical school.
1: I think my parents are a bit worried maybe about uh, how long the career takes just because it's so long. And while other people my age will be having, you know, their careers after undergrad, I will still be in school. I don't mind it, though, because I am happy with studying and dedicating um, my time to that. Um, So maybe that's something that they kind of worry about.
0: But if medical school doesn't work out, she's already got a backup plan in the works. She's interested in the mind and brain and can see herself working as a psychiatric technician or in a nursing home. In fact, she got her certified nursing assistant license over the summer. So, what do Cida's parents, Viviana and Alfredo, think about their oldest daughter and her influence on the younger kids?
1: Crees que yo
0: vaya a she translated my question to them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she said, um, you know, just to have them see me keep going and kind of follow my footsteps. Uh, That way they can, you know, have high standards to, like, what it is that they can do and not settle for anything. So hopefully that will influence them and motivate them to keep going and growing just like me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Saida's younger siblings already seem to be following in her footsteps. Abby wants to be a vet and Diego an emergency room doctor. Saida is getting used to college life at CU Denver. This semester, she's taking pre-med classes like chemistry, biology, and labs, and also snagged an internship in the research neuroscience department at the medical school. She's working with a doctor who studies psychiatric illnesses.
1: It was so perfect, and I'm, I'm excited for that.
0: <laughs> to see photos and learn more about Saida, the other Westy students, and the biomedical innovations class, go to KUNC.org. In our next episode, I'll share the story of Juan Dominguez and how his decision to take a certain agriculture class And I wanted to give it a try, and yeah, I think that's the best decision that I have (laughs) to. Landed him an apprenticeship in a growing industry after he graduated. I'm Stephanie Daniel. The Colorado Dream Career Education is a production of KUNC. It was reported, written, and produced by me with editing and production help from Ray Solomon. Brian Larson is the editor and Jackie High is the digital editor. Our theme music is by Matthew Simonson and other music is by Blue Dot Sessions. Special thanks to Tammy Turwelp and Jason Gonzalez. This story was produced as part of the Higher Education Media Fellowship at the Institute for Citizens and Scholars the fellowship supports new reporting into issues related to post-secondary career and technical education.